cup when did you turn on the sound already i don't know did i do you do that every time you always ask one of these days i'm gonna get a yes or a no out of you. you saw me turn yes. the audio on yeah and sometimes i think you're just monkeying around with that thing and uh welcome back to we can edit that out uh your second favorite podcast What's the first favorite podcast if <laughs> I it's don't not know. this one? It's just a polite thing to say, okay. you know? I, I highly doubt we're anybody's favorite, you know? Uh, episode four, season three. Season um, two. Shit. Nah, we can edit that out. Episode four, season two. We can edit that out! <laughs> <laughs> Off to a fucking great start. Ripping good start, ripping good start. Um, I'm drinking beer again this this episode because uh, uh, you can't buy large bottles of booze at uh, at uh, Spades on on holidays in in Germany. Yeah, so it, this is Easter weekend, and uh, in Germany the Easter weekend starts on Friday and goes all the way to the following Monday. So for that Friday, Sunday, and Monday, like everything in the fucking city is closed. And Germany now has, or at least Berlin, I don't know about other German states, but we have this weird regulation that on the fire taga, like the holidays, the days off, including Sundays, you're not technically allowed to buy anything over uh, half a liter. And a bottle of wine is 750 milliliters. So it's like, you know, three quarters of a liter. Whereas these big beers, like the ones Jack's drinking right now, are half a liter. So those are okay to buy. But if you want to buy a bottle of wine, you can't. Right. Which is lame. And I panicked right before we left for, because uh, we uh, I just got back from Denmark and, and Lubeck this weekend to play some gigs. And I kind of panicked before I left, knowing that when I returned, I wasn't going to be able to get wine to have for my night of return because I like to drink mm-hmm. wine in the evening. So mm-hmm. Saturday morning before we left, I like ran to the nearest shop to get some wine as like a fail safe to yeah. have here oh, because I, I knew that, that when we got back on Monday, you weren't going to be able to buy wine. Right. Kind of like in Seattle where we we buy a bunch of wine before 2 o'clock if you wanted to party after 2 o'clock. Exactly. A.M. Uh, you know what we used to do uh, at, at, at uh, what was that bar on oh, King, King Cora's? King Cora? Yeah, King Cora's. Uh, we, we, we would buy a bunch of uh, uh, beer from the, from the mini mart down the street, and then we would put it in the garbage can right in front of King Cora's, mm-hmm. and then it would be there for us when we got out 
at too because that was always the mad scramble from the bars trying to get out and have enough time to get to the store before two o'clock rolled around yeah you know? and it wasn't just so two o'clock it, it was like 150 yeah 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 exactly. because exactly. They, their registers would shut down or yeah, some yeah, some yeah. bullshit or and the then you locks on the on the on the on the doors and shit like that yeah. of the of the the parts where they had the liquor huh fucked up yeah uh, but you made it you got your wine for for this evening i got my i got my uh, wine for this evening i even bought like another bottle on the ferry from rostock to Gedser. because you never know because you never know and you sometimes know. it takes a while to get this podcast done. yeah right you know? yeah yeah so i mean uh people don't know we pre-funk before we start to record not like on purpose, not like, oh, we got to get good and drunk before we start. No, it just sort it, of naturally happens. Yeah, yeah. So. I show up and then we listen to the podcast, the previous podcast, and we're drinking while we're doing that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Should I, start, should I start off with the lion joke? What's, I did the cliffhanger in the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is, is it? Tell me okay, the lion okay. joke. Lion walks into a bar. Bartender says, uh, what, what can I get you? The lion goes, oh, I'll have a beer and a... Um, shot and the bartender says why the big pause we can edit that out. we can edit that out. i didn't wait a minute we, I, have, we I already know have the, a song why I am know i singing the, i know this joke and i didn't want to laugh but i laughed anyway all right all right all right yeah you were you were not laughing on purpose but why why did he pause so long because he has because because he has big paws and when you have to explain a joke it's no longer funny everybody knows that you know I, 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 I think there's nothing funnier than making somebody explain a joke. Though. Okay. Ah, I can see that about you. Yeah. yeah. You're one of them uh, uh, wily guys. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about this time? We're going to talk about what I've been doing. Yeah. We, ta- we talked a lot about what I was doing, what I was up to last episode. So mm-hmm. uh, what did you do last couple of weeks? Uh, last couple of weeks, I had uh, Euliss and Kike in town. And so like, like my house was full four people two cats uh, that's a lot for the uh, my place and then me and Ulysses went to uh, Helsinki for the weekend did the uh, Helsinki tattoo convention how was the convention convention was good yeah Real what's good. the hallmarks of a good tattoo convention is it like you're really busy and you're busy. working the whole time yeah, or yeah. like is it more fun based like what what's the scoop I mean both but uh, 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 tattoo artists are always happiest if they're working you know and you can have like the funnest blowout convention but if if the artists aren't working they're not gonna have as good of a time you know uh so you gotta be able to balance both you okay know what i mean and uh for those who aren't like uh super involved in the tattoo scene or anything like that or have been to a convention like what exactly like goes on is it like people you know, talking about tattooing? Is it just artists coming in from all over the world, setting up shop and people get tattooed there? Like what, what exactly happens at a convention? Everything happens at a convention. People come in to get tattooed. Uh, we tattoo them. There'll be people on stage talking about tattoos or there'll be people on stage tattooing or doing art. Or a lot of times on, on the stage, they'll have bands and sword swallowers, the freaking geek show, you know, all this stuff. Uh, so it's pretty much everything, uh, that you could possibly put under the, the all encompassing roof of tattooing and they try and get it into a, into a, one event, you know, over three days. If I'm like a tattooer, 
what is the advantage of me going to a convention? Is it just opening up your business to like a new clientele? Is it connecting with your buddies from all over the world? Like what's as, as a tattooer, what's like your main kind of objective when you go to these? In the essence it is to um, meet up with your friends uh, other tattoo artists, so like-minded people, you know, and, and in your industry, and uh, have a good time, and hopefully pay for it, mm. you know, and 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 a lot of times we'll try and take days off around uh, the convention to do some sightseeing and stuff like that. But uh, if you've done the convention enough, then you don't really worry about sightseeing so much. You just yeah, in that case, if it's not like a holiday trip, then you're just yeah, basically going to. Meet up with your friends, have a good time, and and try and pay for it. Cool. You know, and do your time. do your clients uh, book you in advance? Like yeah. they know you're coming to town, so they communicate with you, and they're like, "Hey, I want to get this piece about this big. Are you open on the Saturday of the convention yeah, or whatever?" Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. you guys, you guys work it out that way. And for the tattoo clients, do they pay an admission to get into the convention, or like is it all paid for by sponsors? Like how does that work? I mean, the, 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 the clients have to pay a, a door price, and uh, the tattoo artist usually uh, has to pay for the booth. Uh, I mean, uh, some, some conventions will give free booths to certain artists, you know, just to get them in the door and sure. stuff. Helsinki, I get a free booth. Uh, all all non-Finnish artists get a free booth in Helsinki. Uh which sounds weird, but uh, everybody's okay with it. Every Finnish artist I've talked to is like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think it's good, you know. C- come back next year, you know. That's cool. So yeah, it's it's a good time, and uh, yeah, a lot a lot of heavy drinking. A lot of heavy drinking. A lot of heavy drinking. Yeah, because because uh, I mean that's weird because you and Ulysses aren't known for <sighs> you know. <laughs> week-long bouts of heavy drinking i've I've never seen that personally (laughs) it's a good time you know it's a real good time i mean uh this this convention i just had my regulars so i didn't really uh finish anything it's like really big pieces that are ongoing and i go there enough to where they know that oh okay i can get something big and not necessarily need to get it done one one time so not really stuff to take pictures of, but I took a couple of videos of things that I'm working on and, you know, got to post that and yeah, it was a real, real good time. That's cool. So yeah. would you say you left uh, some unfinished business in Helsinki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a tattoo convention? You know, I feel like you were involved in one in Seattle. I was doing photographs for for uh, a marketing company that dealt with uh, alcohol and tobacco brands at the time. And I believe I covered like an after party of the Seattle convention and maybe went to it at the same time. But like uh, I never got tattooed at a convention. Okay. But I think I had a pass, and I think I went to the Seattle one. You remember where the after party was? Was it at Arcor? It was a, oh, okay, okay, okay. So Zeke, the, Zeke played. Yeah, I remember that. That was the Saturday after party. Because yeah. for, for us, the after party is on Sunday. Okay. Because that's when we all get together uh, at a bar, a lot of times a tattoo shop, and it's mainly just tattoo artists, and there's significant others, maybe a few friends, you know. But that's the, since we don't have to work the next day, that's when we really 
get fucked up. Okay. You know, and gamble, play dice. Yeah, because you probably don't want to get like too messed up if you've got a tattoo on a Sunday. And yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's the hard part about the Saturday after parties. That's like for the whole convention kind of thing. And yeah, we, 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 you try and have a good time, but you're also looking at your watch, you know, or, or phone, whatever. And realizing, fuck, I can't stay that long. I got to work tomorrow, you know. And it's like uh, on average, like how many conventions would you do in like a year? Or does it just depend on what's going on and how you feel? I mean, it depends on what's going on. And I have a hard time saying no to people. So fuck, one, one year I did uh, like 18 conventions in one fucking year. 18? Yeah, 18. So that's more than one a month. That's I got, like I got it on my months. phone somewhere. I could look at we We could get the answer next time. But uh, uh, we're using my phone to record. So, but, We're using mine too. But now this year I'm only doing maybe like three. After the pandemic, I kind of realized they didn't really want to be traveling constantly. You know what I mean? So, Whereas before you did. Yeah. And what do you think changed? During the pandemic, I think that I just... Uh, I grew to like not traveling. You know what I mean? I think when when you're traveling all the time, it's it's, it's kind of like momentum. Sure. You know, uh, like you know, with tour, you know, when 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 the, when the tour is over, you have that post tour depression. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and you because you got that momentum going, and then all of a sudden when it stops, it's like, oh shit, you know, something's wrong here. You know, so when I was forced to not travel, you know, it was uh, I overcame that momentum, and it was like, fuck, it's kind of kind of nice, Berlin, hanging out, seeing my girlfriend more than once a month you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and it gives you time to remember and appreciate why you moved to a certain place yeah exactly exactly but i also uh, you know i was doing eight uh, i did 18 conventions one year not like always but I, I was also doing like a lot of guest spots all over the place too never yeah i mean you remember when i was uh, for, when we first moved to berlin i was like never at all yeah you were you gone know? constantly huh. and i think that's one thing that's interesting to me about like tattooing is that you have this guest spot aspect to your business yeah. where tattooers are constantly traveling all over the world, taking up like a little guest residency in a shop for like a week or, you know, a week and a half or two even sometimes. And I can't really think of many other professions where that would happen. Like as a graphic designer, I would never have the opportunity to like set up a guest shop in somebody's right, agency, right, right, yeah. you know, and be like, Hey, I'm from <laughs> Berlin. You know, I'm just here to like, I'm uh, here to design. I'm here to like take the clients of like, uh, you know, local designers and, you know, I'm going to make a trifold brochure in a week. You know, this is this shit yeah, would yeah. never fucking no, happen. No, no, no. The, but uh, the rest of the people in the industry wouldn't welcome you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where we're welcomed. And I've tattooed in Hong Kong, Japan, South Africa, you know, Detroit. Just those. <laughs> I was trying just to, I was, just only those places. Yeah, you know, I was trying to think of the weirdest places. And yeah, well, Detroit was one of them. <laughs> Detroit's fucked up. You've been to Detroit? A couple times. Played, yeah. played a couple shows there. Very random, strange shows. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, any particular strangeness about it? Or? The shows themselves weren't so strange. It was just the whole environment of the city. Like, uh, 
and this is only my personal experience. I can't say this is like the essence of these places, but like Detroit and St. Louis in particular are two cities where I feel like the stereotype of what American civilization is like is sort of out the window. Mm. Parts of both cities kind of look like the aftermath of like a war zone or something. There's a lot of abandoned buildings. There's a lot of like rubble. There's, you know, really hardcore poverty issues. But also both of these places birthed amazing artists, amazing musicians. There's thriving industry in both places. You know, it's just the, the, I feel like the, the violence and the, um, the crime in general are both at extreme levels in both of these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been to both as well. Um, played played show in St. Louis. Have tattooed in St. Louis as well. Yeah, rough cities. Yeah, real rough. Yeah. People real always rough. used to say, "Where's where's the hardest place to get tattooed?" I'd go, Detroit. <laughs> you know, because they're, they're thinking we're talking about where on the body, and I'm like. No, that's the Detroit. The hardest place? Detroit. Detroit. That place is hard. (laughs) Would you say like Detroit's the hardest city in the United States? No, Baltimore. Oh yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore is the only place I've ever been shot at. So uh, just because of that, I have a my my experience was man, that's a rough fucking city. I mean Baltimore's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, now that we're on this like hardest place to get tattooed, where 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 do you think the hardest place that you've gotten tattooed is? Well, I've only been tattooed in. Okay, but on your body. Oh, we're not talking about cities. Yeah. Well, you know, strangely enough, like, okay, I don't have, I've 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 got tattoos, but I don't have like a shitload of tattoos. You know, like my arms are pretty tattooed, but. Mm-hmm. You know, besides that, I just have a couple pieces here and there. Yeah, but you got enough to where you would be able to have a informed opinion about it. Oddly enough, it was like the last tattoo I got was one of the hardest episodes. And it was in, a you know, uh, Kike, who was just here, who you were just mentioning. He tattooed, um, he, he and I crafted a, a Cure tattoo for me. Because he and I are both fanatic Cure fans. And uh, he constructed this really beautiful uh tattoo for me and it was on the back of my right calf and i would never think that this would be a hard place to get tattooed because i've been tattooed on my elbows Mm -hmm. and you know parts of the chest you know and like these are all like traditionally what are like the elbow is always like the scariest place to get tattooed or something you know like when you talk to people outside of genitalia or like, you know, your head or your tongue or something. Um, but there were moments in getting this tattoo on, on my calf where I was just writhing in pain Mm -hmm. and puts you in a different world. It was a completely different world. And Uh. I I would just, you know, I thought this was like, you know, this was kind of like a muscly area. Uh. Like it felt like it would be like getting tattooed on your arm. Right. But there was something about, and, and it's not like Kike has like a super heavy handed or like really brutal. He's actually a really astute tattooer and really knows his shit. But like, uh, 
God, I was just, you know, just white knuckle gripping the, the tattoo chair and just like really having a hard time. But I don't also don't know if that was just like mental state or, you know, I hadn't been tattooed in a while. So forgot how much pain it was. I, I don't know. You're getting old. I'm getting old too. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously. Uh, I mean, you are, seriously. But uh, also... Uh, Come on. What? Uh, okay. Um, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much a general rule is that tattoos... As you get older. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they just hurt worse. And yeah, I mean, there's so many different factors that can make a painful day. You know, I've tattooed people... Like like their almost their whole bodies and shit, and and one day they just uh, random spot that shouldn't hurt. They're like, man, I just don't fucking have it today, you know. No, because sometimes just when don't. I get sometimes when I get tattooed, I kind of go into like a trance state. Yeah, and, it's kind of like a K hole. And I've almost like <laughs> fallen asleep during tattoo appointments before. Sure, you know, like I'm like so just in a subconscious level that. You know, I kind of just zone out and I'm like in a meditative state or something like that. This situation was the whole time wasn't excruciatingly painful. There was just like moments where I was just like, fuck. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree yeah. that, that uh, it, it's not dependent on the artists or the place. It can really be. The person's, I mean, what you had to eat, you know, mm -hmm. how close you are to your period, you know, if you have those. You yeah. know? I mean, I'm not asking if you have those. I already know you probably don't. It probably would have came up in normal conversation if you did. Yeah. Um, and, and your stress levels, you know, uh, how much caffeine you had, how much other drugs you did the night before, all that stuff. Okay. And your age, too. You sure. know, I, I was going to like. Now, here, here's a question that I don't think it's asked enough is, do you go through pain when you're tattooing? And do you have like moments in your job where the act of tattooing is actually painful for you because for me when i when i imagine this and i i've seen the handful of people that have actually tattooed me you know work i imagine that you know holding on to like a you know a, a machine that's like you know vibrating at a pretty high frequency and the sound and the the motion and stuff, I feel like that has to be pretty fatiguing or at least get become painful at some point. Um, the vibration, uh, when you're first tattooing, and I remember this from when I was apprenticed, the first couple tattoos uh, you do, when you walk away, your hands are kind of like, you, you do feel that uh, aftershock vibration in them, you know? But once you, once you've done like more than 10, 12, something like that, you don't even actually feel it anymore, you know. And uh, most people, I still use coils that vibrate, but most of the rest of the entire world uses the uh, the rotary mm -hmm. tattoo machines that don't vibrate, you know. So super easy for them, you know. But yeah, my neck starts to fucking hurt after a while, you know. I got this spot on my neck that just drives me up the of the wall from from just having done this fucking job for over 20 years you sure know? even though like my work particularly with like graphic design or video editing isn't so physical of an activity 
the thing that I think might be similar to your and my position is that um, it re requires uh, an sort of a semi-extreme level of concentration and focus. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, your body kind of like, it kind of goes into this like focus yeah. stance where you're, you're sort of, you're not like super loose and like right, casual. Right. You're kind of like, you know, you've got all of your body attention focused into like one, you know, yeah. So you, your body whatever. starts doing stupid shit that it, it positions that it shouldn't hold for that amount of time to keep you uh, healthy and pain free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm designing, I have this like praying mantis thing that happens Okay. where I've got like my hand on my mouse, the other hand on the keyboard so I can do keyboard shortcuts and uh, my, my shoulders go up, my yeah. head goes down and I like, yeah, <laughs> I'm in this sort of like, you know, mode. And I, I've, I watch, you know, occasionally videos of people doing video editing or, or graphic design, you know, just people that are like filming themselves doing this stuff or time-lapse videos. And I can see other people doing this sort of praying mantis thing where they're like, you know, you're, you're in a zone and you're really focusing on like, you know, something that's like the, the size of like a three square inch radius or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're just sort of laser focused on it and you're, you kind of point your body towards it in a yeah. weird way. You're like contorted or something. Well, that's exactly it, is that our bodies naturally go into a, uh, a, a, a pose from, from, from concentration, you know, okay. that is not healthy for us, you know? So there's there, but there's like stretches and stuff that you can do to, to, to get, get, get rid of the pain from mm -hmm. that. You know, it's, uh, uh, my mom's husband, uh, I was talking to him recently on the phone and he was asking me how work is going. I said, well, I'm not working as much as I used to when I was younger, just because it's, it's so fucking painful for me now. And he's like, oh, you got to do somatics. Like, well, what the fuck is somatics? He says, oh, it's just like just weird stretches that you would never think of that they have come up with for uh, industry style pain, you know, and I started doing them and now my neck is so much better, you know, and I lay on the floor and you kind of like grab at a rope like this and you'd never think to do these stretches and just in, in, in general, you know, you get this pain in the neck and you think, oh, if I go, no, mm -hmm. that didn't get it. How about here? That didn't get it. How about here? That didn't get it. But uh, I never thought to lay on the floor and, and, and pull myself up a rope, you know, started doing that. Fuck, easy. Mm. So mm, it's good. So if anybody else out there, this is not like a promotion for somatics, but hey, it could be, you know. Well, if anyone from somatics wants to sponsor us. And I don't think that's a company is somatics. I think it's just a general name for the types of exercises. Yeah. It know? was also a band our friends used to be in too. What? Who's in the somatics? Somatics were a Seattle band. It's I believe S O M A T I C S, by the way. Yeah, but the not Seattle band somatics. ended with an X, not a C S. Somatics? Yeah, it was a uh, Jim, Mary. No, the that was just X. No, no, no. You're thinking a totally different band. Oh. X was a uh, Jess, Rick. Right, I remember that band and Mary and and uh, Veda. And Veda, yeah. And uh, Eric Brosey, I think, was on X too, maybe. Was he playing the drums? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so but somatics was yeah, Jim, Mary, uh, Davy, Saucer. Maybe they started after after X. Yeah, it was like, way it was way later. Let's Som- keep the so- IX thing. I feel going. like somatics happened after we moved to Berlin. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, if they're listening and they want to send us some some stuff to listen to, I would, I would definitely like that. Hey, we don't really get like like stuff sent to us. Like like here's some stuff. Uh, review. It I mean, it would be it would be cool if people send us stuff. Podcasty. But you know, we it's a it's a pretty uh, niche market for us. I think either we'd get punk demos or we would get. Which is like cool. a, a tattoo ink. Which is cool. Or like a mouse pad. Okay, okay, okay. Or whatever I would use. <laughs> like a, a a screw for my camera. Yeah, okay. You know, okay, which I have okay, like okay, okay. 10 of on the table right now. Is there a thing listed on our... Uh, this isn't really like this episode related at all, but is is it's almost like an announcement. But is there a thing on our... our, 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 our podcast where people can like send us like uh physical things no but we could uh we could put a address up should we get a po box i mean do they have po box well we have a i mean i've got a dhl pack station it'd be a a do box have you have you (laughs) discovered the magic of the dhl pack station yet no i've heard about it though yeah you go over and like amazon amazon's to it and you can just walk over and grab your stuff yeah but the thing is is like i'm never home so right. when I get deliveries, you know, if I have something sent to my flat nine times out of 10, it's not going to end up at my place. I'm going to have to go bother a neighbor. And since I have kind of weird hours when I'm home, you know, I might not get home until like 10 or 11 at night. And that's already kind of too late and, to bug your neighbor and, to get your package. And the package or the, 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 the post office is closed by then too. Exactly. Mm. So I <laughs> firm believer in this like remote package retrieval thing. You know. For me, Julie works at home, so we we get all our pa- we get all our ours and all the neighbors too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I was when I, when we're in lockdown, I was uh, I was the pack station for all my neighbors because uh, everyone. I live on the ground floor. Yeah. And, so, and the male guy never wants to walk up the stairs. Exactly. So, so my flat was the first one first. Yep. that they were like searching out. Like, yep. are you home? Will you accept this? <laughs> Can you take this 50 pounds of kitty litter for your neighbors? Jesus. They're home. Like, yeah, I, that's fine. <laughs> one time I got tricked. Like it was DPD and DPD is my least favorite. Well, actually Hermes is my least favorite out I, of all. I think DPD and DHL But, uh, the guy rang my doorbell and in German was like, Hey, uh, got a delivery for you. And then I opened the door and I can tell there's another person that I can't see that also came in through the door with him, but he's just there by himself. And he's like, Oh yeah, actually uh, we've got a package for your Nachbar, your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you sign? And I was like, well, you've already got me, <laughs> you know, I can't back out of this now. Okay. And then he's being very squirrely and weird, you know, and I sign this thing. I'm like, what's about to happen? And then all of a sudden the other guy shows up and they bring something into my flat. That's like the size, almost the size of a refrigerator. Oh, geez. It's a huge fucking box. It was like the size of a, it was like almost as tall as the door. Okay. And it was like, you know, it wasn't as wide, wide. as, a, but it was like a, you know, imagine if like a, 
you had a framed piece of art that was the size of a door. Okay. Or, they, or a door. Or a door. <laughs> it, they could have had a door shipped, which I think is weird. And maybe like a, a subject matter of like a 60s psychedelic rock song. Right. We would have knocked on the door, but there was no door, so we're delivering it to you. And they totally bamboozled me into like, and then I brought this thing in, and I live in a fucking shoebox. I mean, like this video you're watching, like this is my whole apartment. There's yeah. not more to it. Yeah, it's I, it. this is small. Hey, you know what we should do on YouTube is 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 walk through your apartment with with the the, the camera and show people where we're. I, I mean, because they're kind of seeing the background, but it'd be kind of cool to do like a 360 of like this is the 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 fourth wall well let's do that oh, when uh, it doesn't you look clean like up a, the place i know I when know, it doesn't yeah, look yeah. like a crazy raccoon recluse no lives we'll, here. we'll stage it we'll do cool stuff like fucking can we stage it know, in a different apartment dead bodies <laughs> and you know 30 cats and all oh no that's my place <laughs> yeah on that note i realized this though if i had a place where i could have Outside cats, I would have no less than 20 cats. Think about that. Well, I am thinking about that, and I don't believe you would keep 20 cats alive by yourself. No, that's easy. All you do is feed them, you know? I can, I can, uh, I feed my cats all the time. Yeah. Julie doesn't always feed them. Everybody thinks Julie does everything. But even if you have outdoor cats, I mean, most of the time they're going to be shitting within like a five, 10 foot radius from your door. This is, this is funny because we can, we can like segue into a pet episode. Oh, you thought we were going to talk about tattoos. No, we're talking about (laughs) pets. Uh, Anyway, anyway. I don't know, but you don't have any pets. You have a bird cage with no bird in it. We've talked about that before. I think people would like to see it at some point. Is They're it, seeing it right is now. Is it behind me? Yeah. Oh, look. See right there? There's no bird in there. It's a statue of a zebra. Maybe that's because I know why the cage bird sings. <sighs> why? I never read the book. If you read the book, you'll know. <sighs> yes, teacher. But it's not, it's not really about a bird. I figured that <laughs> Beowulf not actually about a wolf or Baywatch <laughs> nice we should take a we should take a break yeah is it break time already I think so okay let's take a break yeah uh, okay good all right we'll be back So um um before before the break uh 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 before the break we were talking right obviously uh, but we were talking during the break too you know I mean I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, uh, maybe people think as soon as we hit stop we stop talking and just like and just go our separate ways stare at each other smoking with these like like really pissed off looks but. Uh, 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 in, 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 in act one of this, uh, uh, episode, we were talking about like, like pain and the, the pain of tattoos. And I kind of wanted to address that more. Cause I think it's a really interesting thing that, uh, there is a, a different, uh, uh, world you go into when you're getting like a super fucking painful tattoo and it's going on for a real long time. And you just, you go into a different fucking place and it is almost like a trans-dimensional experience you know 
and and um, I've I've had it happen to me. You know, I mean, I, I I usually play dominoes on my phone when I'm getting tattooed. You know, and when I got uh, one of my knees done, it was like fuck, like six seven hours just on my knee. Huh. So uh, I'm playing dominoes on my phone for the first two hours, and then or maybe three hours, and then after that. I'm just kind of like moving the dominoes around on my phone a little bit because I, I, that's what I was doing before. And then at that last hour, I'm just staring at this thing in my hand like, why am I holding this? You know, I, I, I had no idea where I was or why I was holding this thing in my hand, you know, my phone. And it was just like, uh, there, there, there's something about intense pain for a prolonged period that yeah it puts you in a weird weird fucking state and not a pleasant one either you know so yeah, did that kind of happen to you when when you had your most painful tattoo or there's so many different factors in it to me tattoos are always kind of like a bookmark of where you are in that time period and the reason, one of the reasons why I don't really regret any of the tattoos that I ever got was because specifically I was in the mindset when I got them that I want to remember this point in time in my life. And this is what this means to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have shitty punk tattoos like everyone else in mm. our fucking subculture. But at the time when I got the tattoo, like when I got an Icons of Filth tattoo, mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that future me would never forget this point in time in my life. And when I got those tattoos, it wasn't just because I'm a fanatic of these bands and I want to listen to them for the rest of my life. I wanted it to be like a mile marker of this is where you are right now and this is like a commemorative goalpost of that time. So when it comes to the pain, the pain changes not just in the location of the tattoo, but also psychologically what I'm going through at the time. And I think sometimes when I get tattooed, I'm in a certain, you know, maybe I'm like really depressed or I'm having a really hard time and I get a tattoo to kind of, you know, rationalize pain I'm going through outside of the tattoo experience. Like, like like that poster you used to have in our old apartment, the, the Lakeview Apartments, where it said, uh, physical suffering is the only cure for mental anguish. anguish. Yeah. 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 And, and I remember, because I was, I was, uh, was I still, yeah, I was just apprenticing when we lived in that apartment. And I remember looking at that and going, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. That, I think that's, that's a Barbara Kruger art piece. Okay. I don't know. Barbara Kruger is. is like a fantastic uh, American artist who took, she uh, often took uh, kind of older black and white photographs from like the 50s or 60s. And then she would add her own graphic type over the top of it. It was, it was very classic stuff, uh, like a, a red rectangle with very bold italic uh aerial style font or whatever german artist no she's a, oh. she's american okay Kruger and uh, the german. brand there's like a hipster brand called supreme and maybe okay. you've seen supreme the supreme logo it's like a red rectangle with supreme and yeah. like okay well supreme basically stole barbara kruger's uh. aesthetic so i had oh. a, i had this book 
this really awesome book that I somehow I hijacked or I got from like the art library in Seattle University. And uh, I, I would take image, I would take pieces of this book and I would put it all over our apartment because there were, there were such classic slogans and stuff like that. So that's where that's from. Hmm. Barbara Kruger, highly recommend her. Amazing artist. I'll check it out. So you, you never asked me where my most painful tattoo was. Well, you said you already said it was in Detroit. Yeah, I know that was the hardest place. But actually, on my body, you know, um, I was I was gonna agree with what you said at the beginning when you said it was my last tattoo. I'm like, yeah, every last tattoo is your most painful one because that's the one you remember the pain of. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, what, what was your most pain? Uh, I mean, besides the like stars and dots that I get all over me randomly, you know. Um, if I have a big se uh, session, it's always just the la the one in the most recent memory. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But uh, I'm I I do remember uh, one time I was getting my neck tattooed. Oh my god! And it was so fucking terrible. And there was a point where I had to say, stop, 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 stop. Uh, we we got to stop. And and the artist was like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I, I, I'm okay. Uh, I got to take a shit. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, you hurt me so fucking bad. I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> wow. I got to go to the toilet, man, right now. <laughs> that's, 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 that's fucking pain, you yeah. know? <laughs> Hurt your neck so bad you almost shit your pants. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> and, and I was still wearing underwear at the time too, so, so you know. Uh, but you know, I have a sub theory about why this cure tattoo was so painful. Uh huh. And I wonder if there's some sort of like psychological connection to the content of the tattoo you get. Since it was the cure, it made you want to suffer. Well the thing is, is like cure is about suffering but the thing is the cure is the first band i really oh, i really got involved in and actually trigger kind of stuff yeah and actually um, particularly when i discovered the cure that was kind of the beginning of my like adolescent depression yeah and it's not because i was listening to the cure it's because i was going through a bunch of shit in my childhood and the cure was like the one thing that I really connected with and found like solace in. So I'm, I'm actually wondering. So it was the cure? Possibly. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. But, but, but I don't know if that, if it, if there's like a, you know, psychosomatic science behind that, where like, if you're having a very uh, emotionally, um, important or significant tattoo if there's a different level of pain because you're uh commemorating something uh traumatic or really personal like for you i don't know if you experience this with your clients but if somebody's getting like a commemorative tattoo of like a relative that just passed or something like that or they want to you know, my, you know, my parent just died. I want to have like a, a portrait of my dad when he was like 20, you know, or something like that. 
do you recognize or notice a difference in pain or is it is it so subjective that you'd never be able to make a connection no you're you're absolutely right i've never uh, i mean i i've tattooed uh many portraits of of dead loved ones you know i've i've tattooed portraits of like uh a person's dead daughter you know which i think uh, is the most traumatic thing that can happen to a human being is for their child to die and uh dead wives dead husbands all that you know lots of dead parents and uh i but i've never made anybody cry uh because of that but i do notice a different intensity in the person sitting there and because there's something about tattooing people that you you're sharing a moment you know so empathetically you can pick up on their emotions when you when you're doing it you know what i mean and i find that when i'm doing dead loved ones that there is a really different intensity to to the experience okay you know what i mean so um i kind of get their their intensity too you know, it's it's a it's a you, it's a weird thing. Okay, so this leads me into another question that I've been curious about is that is there kind of a universal element to why people get tattooed? Is it is it necessarily because they want to remember stuff? I mean, but it's so it's so weird and subjective because yeah. people get bullshit tattoos all the fucking time. Yeah, but what's what's the, what's the what's the uh, what's the distillation of it? You mm. know, uh, I think is what you're asking. You know, yeah. uh, many people get tattooed for many reasons, but why does human beings in in an essence, in a distillation, what is their drive for this? What can you say would be the true thing for everyone? Uh, fuck, I don't really know. I've, I've, no, I, w I was hoping. Uh, that's why I kept talking, because I was like, if I keep talking, I'll have the answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm just like white knuckle waiting for like this huge. Okay. Epiphany. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe I can drag this, this explanation out for another 20 minutes and then, and then hit you with it. But yeah, I, 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 I really don't know. I mean, I think there is something, uh, completely humanistic about it. But, uh, well, like, what, okay. what would it be? You as know? far as your expertise in the tattoo uh, realm is concerned, like what the, the very early tattoos that kind of like came about, like, what were they all about? Like, why I mean, were people getting tattooed in the beginning of like the industry? Some of some of the uh, earliest human remains found uh, have uh, been have, have they have some of the earliest human remains that found they found that there was uh, ink residue on like the bones. So they they think that tattoos have existed as long as Homo sapiens have, you know, or or right right, right around there, you know. Give or take uh, 10,000 years. <laughs> I don't actually know how long humans have been around. And I don't know the answer of uh, uh, how old these remains are. But um, 1928. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. At least 50 years then. We'll give it that. Uh, but they did find a, a residue of ink on, on, on uh, bones from, from that long ago. And in some cases, uh, I don't know every case, but in some cases they found that they were on bones that uh, had been broken at one point. You know, so they think that uh, people were getting tattooed because uh, of, of uh, like, a, like a mystic healing, you know? So even if somebody gets uh, something completely random for no reason with their friends, you know, like, like, like 20 people get a tattoo of a star, just all have the same tattoo and it means nothing, you know? I mean, okay, there's the group uh, getting it, but I mean, yeah, I think I'm rambling a bit, but uh, um, I think there is, uh, there is something uh, mystic healing involved in it that is true for everyone, whether mm. they're getting something yeah. meaningful or whether they're getting something that means nothing for just a laugh, sure. you know? Because I think if even if you get a tattoo just for a laugh, there is still some sort of, uh, I'm going to say it again, mystic healing element uh, behind it, you know? Like, like I got a lot of tattoos when I was young, um for no particular reason but that i uh, uh like you were saying uh, uh physical pain and mental anguish you know and and i just yeah i wanted to get hurt a lot and and, and so i think there there's something there I don't, I don't think we've caught it yet but i think uh, with our talking you know to get that what is it but I mean, I think I think some of some of our episodes we can talk about like like what it means to everybody in the human universal thing, but I think some we can just leave open like fuck we don't know. Uh, write to us, let us know what you think. Well, why why does humanity in general uh, get tattooed? Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, tattooing is as much of a cathartic experience as it is uh, just documentary. Yeah, that makes any sense because it is both. You know, yeah. you, you're you're getting a a a, a a a a bookmark in your life, but uh, part of it is also the the pain involved as well. You know, yeah. So it's it, it's both, and it's a I think it's a dynamic thing that. Uh, um, yeah, and I think this is another reason why people take pictures. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, a, it's a bookmark in time. Yeah, you're you're uh -huh. you're trying to like preserve. You know, time is a fleeting thing, mm -hmm. and it goes by so fast that you want to capture a moment of it and hold on to it. And maybe that's sort of like the universal aspect of it is like people are constantly watching time fly through their hands. Yeah. And right. You want to hang on to it. And there's like a few, uh, few tools we have at our disposal to freeze time uh, uh. and to like, you know, uh, center on it and just be able to right. hold on to that moment and keep it static. Right. And maybe that's, you know, right. Maybe we can go further into that, you know, later on, but yeah. I, th I think that would be a good topic for the next episode. Photography and, and visual design, because we talked a lot about what I do for a living this time. So I think it'd be interesting to talk like like next time uh, what, more about what you do. You know, I mean, I do visual design too, but, but uh, there's something captivating to me about the uh, discipline of photography. 
like like uh why it's important why it's art you know yeah uh hey all you did was take a picture why is that art and i would like to really because i have a lot of different ideas a lot of different theories a lot of different things that could uh fall under that umbrella yeah. of photography yeah there's a lot of different... why <laughs> <laughs> why that why that one right because we usually do like like tattoos what are they mm -hmm. <laughs> but we can do a photography why 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 we all a, the time we can do a why episode this is good yeah cool and then we could talk about karina's crazy roommate yeah yeah <laughs> oh man okay this is a uh what you call foreshadowing to maybe a few episodes down the line of something you really want to stick around yeah, for. There's a, okay. there's a pretty epic tale that may or may not turn into a short feature length film. And, and, and when he says epic tale, that means there might be a mermaid involved. Could be. Oh, that, that's so good. I, I think I did really good at that. Uh, or I'm drunk and just think I'm doing good. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, was, that, was that a good segue? I think so. Okay, cool. Then we're going to call it a night. And we forgot to introduce ourselves at the beginning. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this has been uh, Jack Batiste with uh, We Can Edit That Out. Well, if, if we're going no, to introduce ourselves, we have to do it in the pretense we can outroduce ourselves are we out we're outroducing we're outroducing yeah, ourselves okay. that's why i said this has been uh, okay this has been jack matisse with we can edit that out radio this this was rot rot robert hannah and uh i don't like this was though it makes me feel like you're dead already i'm dead inside dead inside okay cool, cool, cool. um man on that heavy note, we should just fucking out it. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Outro, bye. All right, bye. We can end that out. We can end that out. We can end that out. Hey, if you like us and, and you're interested in what we're doing and you want to follow uh, stuff that we do and, and you want to do that and doing, in doing so, you can do this. You can, you can, you can do uh, an, an email with viewer mail to wcetopodcast at gmail.com. Wrong. That was completely wrong. <laughs> no, just kidding. You got it right. Um, I just wanted. To, God, I damn just, it! I just, I just, I just wanted to be the uh, naysayer of the group. Um, now this is a group. Two people is not really a group, is it? It's a duo, a dynamic duo. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um. Uh, robbing your mom's clothes off. What? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm getting back to it. Wait, did, did you say me and my mom's no, clothes? No, 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 no. The clothes no, no, are no, no. off? No, 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 no. And uh, also follow us on Facebook. Uh, what, what are we on Facebook, Rob? I can't remember. It's We Can Edit That Out. Oh, that's it. Crazy. What a... Interesting and unique <laughs> title. And super good, super original. That's what that's why we're here.
But also, please follow us on Instagram because um, we need the money. <laughs> I don't know how we'd make money off of Instagram, but it doesn't matter. Some people do. Just, just it's just something to say. Uh, and and what's our what's our uh, t- uh, title at uh, Instagram? <laughs> it is we can edit that out underscore podcast. Yeah, and you don't actually write out underscore. You just put the symbol for underscore. Yeah, if you underscored it, then that would that would be you'd be undermining your whole purpose there.